How you been, dude? How you feel? Sick a lot recently, and uh, I'm beginning to think maybe it's like a long thing, but we'll see. Um, like a viral yeah. thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's so weird, man. Loads of my friends have had like, they thought it was COVID to start with, and then it was just like a really persistent flu type thing. But I'm so sorry, dude. That's horrible. No worries, man. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for today because um, I'm still finicking of the controls. I, um, I I rented a little car and I'm going to drive around the city a little bit, have some fun. Uh, cool. Yeah. I actually moved to Vancouver from Toronto. Oh, you're back, you're back, in, back in Toronto. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to move back there soon. So I'm oh, just going to, I've been here for a while, but I've never been up the mountains. There's mountains everywhere. Um, yeah. It's going to take advantage. Yeah. So should I, should I refer to you by lakes or Sam? Sam's fine. Yeah, no that's worries. Yeah. yeah, that's perfect. Okay. I like interview stuff with like press stuff for the Glastonbury thing and like interviews up in the day. It's like, so is it Lakes or Sam? It's like, Sam's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so it basically, because um, we're playing it as Lakes. But um, yeah, that's that's cool. Because I, I guess it will just be when it goes up, it will be tagged as Lakes, um, which is really useful actually. Because when you search Lakes on Spotify, the Studio One interview comes up and it's like, the only other thing with the and the, there was like a BBC interview we did, um, me and Lee together, but it's really cool. It went from like you couldn't find it anywhere to like there's this little catalogue of stuff there now. So yeah, yeah. and thank yeah. you for like, continuously rebooking it as well. I felt so bad last week. Oh. I went to join, and it was just like it kept booting me out when I tried to join the call. So we're yeah. here, like yeah. no one download anything else. Like no one, no one disturbed it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to uh, do the whole, uh, it's been a while since I, I interviewed, so I'm going to keep it really casual. Yeah, so I'm just going to slip in. I mean, my first question is, uh, how was food poisoning? What kind of food poisoning was it? I have no idea what I ate. I feel like it was rice. Right, this is, the, this is a lesson to everybody. And I said this uh, to my girlfriend recently. I was like, never reheat rice because it never heats all the way through. And it's like a little hub for bacteria to just like hang out. And uh, I had this rice, I think it was a takeaway, and I just remember eating it, and I was like, that was something about that. I don't know what it was, but I don't feel great. And then, yeah, the next kind of four days were just brutal. I've never, ever had it before. Um, I would not recommend it to anybody. <laughs> it was really it was really rough. I just I felt completely drained, and, yeah, I have no idea what. It was such like a... I was kind of going back and thinking in your head, like, what did I actually eat the past few days? And that was the only thing I could land on. So, yeah. But then it just goes, you know, like five days later, it just went away. So um, fingers crossed, doesn't happen again. Could really do without that happening in like festival season. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're going to be so, it's going to be like either garbage fat food or yeah, risky, literally. risky rice. Exactly. Risky yeah. Right. Garbage fast food, like the food at a lot of the festivals over here is great. It's like it doesn't look fantastic. Like you go, you kind of you're queuing for like an hour for a burger that looks really questionable, and then you eat it and you're like, actually, that's insane. That's the best burger I've ever eaten. And I don't know if that's because you're just sleep deprived and food deprived, but everything tastes incredible. Like in that moment, so I'm very excited for that. I'm very excited for some some trash festival food. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, let's get, get right into it. I, we know you're playing Glastonbury, but which mm. uh, festival or concert was your favorite? 
memory? Uh, favorite memory ever. I think probably playing. There's two. Um, the first night we played Ronnie Scott in London, we sold it out, which was just unbelievable. I remember standing there and we stood backstage and the wall going out to the side of the stage is just covered in signatures and, you know, like writing on the wall from artists that have played there through like the sixties and seventies and people I grew up with. And um, Eric Clapton and Jimi Hendrix's signatures were on the wall. And I just like put my hand on them. Like this doesn't feel real. It feels really just bizarre to be to be stood here and then we played that show all of our friends from London came down a load of friends like some friends came from up north to come down and see it and it was it was just really special um and that was just as me just as Sam Martin like solo so um I was playing it was like a trio show but that was probably one of the best and then we sold out the O2 Academy um the it was at 20 just yeah 2019 we sold out the one in Islington and that was just unreal because I didn't really think we could <laughs> I didn't think we kind of had branched out to those numbers yet um and I guess that's the power of like our socials and, and just spreading the word for like five months but they were really good I think I've had a few real pinch myself moments and you know booking to play Glastonbury was was definitely one of them and I knew in February and I didn't we, we did we kind of had well we got the news in February we got the um kind of the, the sheet and the runner and everything and then I couldn't announce it until a few weeks later so I was just sat on this news and really really wanted to tell everybody and then when we could it was just yeah it was like just revealing the biggest thing in the world to me so I can't wait yeah really really can't wait yeah. um I mean you mentioned you know promoting your stuff non-stop for five months I, I'm kind of working, well, I have a song ready to be promoted, love myself, like, as someone who's starting out, I worked in the Toronto music industry for a little bit, and I still don't yeah. really, you know, you, you're, you, you're kind of around in a, an environment long enough, and you kind of figure things out just by exposure, but what do you think is the best way to put your music out there? Is it everything mm. all at once or is it like emailing people or is it meeting them in person networking in person like what's the how yeah. did you do it? yeah I found just for me and I was I was talking to a friend about this actually recently it's just networking going to as many things as you can um talking to people kind of meeting like-minded people you know whether it's going to open mic nights or you know kind of bar shows and, and pub gigs and just really just working the working your way through things. Um, some things are going to be great. Some things aren't going to be great. You know, I spent since I was like 15, 16 going to open mics and just chatting with people and, you know, then they'd be holding a thing and I'd go to that thing and then they'd know someone who was like slightly higher up. And it just, it's like a ladder you kind of climb. Um, but I think really there's no correct way to do it. There, there are things you you know, inherently shouldn't do <laughs> like, like with any industry, um, like ignore everything and just sit and wait for it to come to you. I think I don't, I don't know anyone around me that does that, but I know it's, it can get quite uh, like debilitating. Kind of people worry like, Oh, I want to, I have all this music and I'm sat on all these songs. Do I, do I put them all out at once or do I slowly release stuff? Um, that's why Lakes was really fun. Cause I was kind of redoing all of that from, my solo stuff so I put like a single out and then I gave that a few months and I put another one out and then I announced the EP and I put that out and it just 
just gradually roll things out. And I was telling um, a friend of mine recently, like streams and numbers can't go down. They, they can only go up. So just, uh, yeah, just network, go say yes to as many things as you can. Um, don't kind of, don't think you're above or below something. We're all in the same boat. And I think if COVID taught me anything, it's that we are literally all on the same page. Do you know what I mean? Because whether you were like playing in a bar or selling out Wembley, everyone had to stop. Everyone had to, you know, stay at home. And I think it, I think it humbled a lot of people and it made me say, right, cool. Let's, <laughs> let's kind of start from scratch with lakes. And I already had this following, but um, yeah, I, I just say, just talk to people and just be, be nice, be a good person, you know, support other musicians, go to other shows, you know, click attending on those like Facebook things, you know, like the, the kind of event pages, you know, go and go and show love and you'll get love back. I think is the easiest way to, to put it. Yeah. It sounds like almost exactly like open mic comedy. Like if you want to be a comedian, it's, it sounds like it's the same route. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, um, I know, I know from your Instagram stories, you're probably a huge fan of John Mayer. What do you think yeah. of him essentially replicating your style? Like pretty much around the same time. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I think he's, I mean, he's a, he's a huge, huge hero. And I think I definitely like, it's kind of that hero worship thing where there, there's him and like a few other people where even in my guitar playing, I think I just, I love how he plays. I love how he, uh, he, he kind of forms songs around being a guitar player as well and I think in my solo stuff all the stuff with Lakes like I always kind of want to sneak some of that in because he is he is the man like you know I've seen him live a bunch of times and every single time I walk out of those gigs I'm like I just want to play guitar for hours and hours and I just want to write really good songs and sit and like just play and play and it's he's the kind of guy that makes you feel like when you first start playing an instrument it kind of rekindles that if that makes sense you know and you see someone you love doing what they're amazing at you kind of sit down like wow that's that's why I'm doing this um but oh my goodness yeah even even the kind of comparison between someone like him like I, I'll never ever get my playing up to that level but um I'm never gonna stop trying <laughs> I'm never gonna stop gunning for it because yeah he's he's the man people people like him Matteo Sassato Tom Mish um a load of there's a load of really good like neo soul guitar players which in the new stuff there's a lot of that i wanted to kind of bridge the gap between being a, a singer and a songwriter and a guitar player and just have all of that combined um and i think i think i'm getting there now as a as a soloist as, as a you know aside from lakes and the the other stuff like my the sam j martin stuff it's like it's great it's great to kind of bring all those influences into it um yeah he's he's the man is the short answer to that <laughs> yeah have you i i was in i was in like a tom mitch zone because you brought him up my last mm. kind of lighted up have you have you got to meet him or have you got to work with him or no people yeah in we played a festival in leicester in 2018 and i met him there and I was coming out of a portaloo, like a like a festival toilet thing. Those things that are just like they were designed to be the worst things in the world. And uh, I walked out, 
and he walked out of one and we just like locked eyes and I just went Tomish and he went hi I was like I know you I was like I know you as well <laughs> and I like he like I think he recognized me from just standing side of stage and staring at him the whole the whole time he was playing but um yeah we had we had a chat and that was really funny and then like I think it was a year later he um yeah it was beat tape two was it beat tape one or two that came out and that blew up and I remember just thinking wow I was having a conversation with that guy and I didn't actually remember his name but he now like it was Tom Mish and I had no idea um but he yeah he was a huge inspiration um and like one of the loveliest human beings in the world so yeah he's cool yeah yeah his music really takes me away um what do you know which do they tell you like which venue that you're playing at at the Glastonbury Festival or yeah yeah so it's stages so they're all split up into like you've got the rabbit hole the big top the pyramid all those ones um this is the naif uh, art stage which is like it's mainly kind of solo artists and acoustic artists but um we're just playing it like as us we're just playing it as like a trio so that that would be fun um and it's just really intimate it's not one of the big huge stages i think i'd be really intimidated by that at this point <laughs> uh maybe 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 next year maybe the year after but um it's really it's a really cool stage it's one of the i think it used it's what used to be the rabbit hole if i'm not mistaken um which again is a kind of was predominantly folk and blues and soul and uh it, i guess it just matched up i guess the stuff that my solo stuff and the lake stuff kind of thematically works with that so yeah nerf stage 7 p.m on the 22nd of, of june this year and it's the first time i've ever played it so i can't wait i'm we're, we're going into rehearsals over the next few weeks and getting the set list down and getting all the notes like the new songs queued up to play and i'm still trying to remember lyrics <laughs> so that'll be interesting i hope i don't forget any but uh yeah worse worse things have happened i guess you know it'll be fine <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling that more than anybody else but yeah <laughs> <clears throat> will you have time to see other artists in the festival like um are you looking forward to seeing people? I, I am excited um my so i told my girlfriend recently that that she i have a ticket basically it's like a day pass for us both and she completely lost her mind as did i because i didn't actually realize that but the whole lineup is incredible and i think from what i can see there aren't loads of clashes so i think we should be able to make it to quite a few different people's sets um but yeah I, like unbelievably excited like seeing holly humberstone and haim and, and all the bands that all the artists that through lockdown i have been obsessed with are, are playing there so that's really cool and then I, I kind of in the midst of all that i'm gonna have to remember like oh my god we go on stage in 10 minutes so <laughs> i need to be very careful <laughs> that i don't in the excitement of, of watching people that i don't just forget that we're playing a show so yeah, I need to have someone there to nudge me to be like, "Come on, mate, go and get your guitar." <laughs> yeah, I mean, you briefly mentioned uh, your partner. Where I'm not going to get into anything crazy, but how much does your girlfriend affect your? Do you write about her in your music? <laughs> <laughs> that is that's the sweetest question, and uh, yeah, so um, it's really interesting. So yeah, she absolutely affects my writing. She influences me every day. Um, she is she is my best friend and we were best friends 
before we were together and, and she's just the most incredible human being I've ever met and she's so supportive um, but the song Cowboy from from uh, Cry Baby is actually about her and the funny thing is she didn't <laughs> she didn't actually know that and then it got played on Radio 1 and I thought like okay that's quite cool that's quite cool that a song I wrote about my girlfriend was on Radio 1 and I think it's because we I was in Germany with her for my birthday and um, it came on, I think it came on Spotify or I was, when we were talking about the song and um, it had just been played on Radio 1 and I was like, you know, it's about you, right? And she just like looked at me like teary and I was like, what? I was like, yeah, that, that song's about you. And <laughs> she had no idea. And um, she is, I mean, there are so many different things that influence me just day to day. And I think when you have someone that's so supportive around you and was like a friend before you were a couple was like such a close friend um yeah it it just it's the best thing in the world you know i'm insanely proud of her uh she's a she's a musician too she she writes incredible songs and um yeah i'm just gonna get really sappy i'm just i feel i feel the sappiness fully coming out now because she's great but um yeah she's coming come with me to the shows and i get to go to her shows and it's very mutual and supportive and lovely and i am insanely lucky every day <laughs> but yeah we we love a bit of sappy that's like it's like our thing <laughs> uh are you sitting on any new music or gonna wait until the festival's over to yes yeah yeah i don't know yes to both those things in a way because there are so many new songs that we're putting out over the next couple of months and i was kind of in two minds at the start of the year because I knew how many festivals we were playing and I was like all right I want to get some stuff out before the festival so we can actually you know rehearse it and know it um but yeah the next single's going to be out in a couple of weeks I haven't actually announced that yet so by the time this goes out <laughs> I probably would have announced it um but yeah I am unbelievably excited I think from like it's probably September till February I was just writing flat out and then we hopped in the studio and recorded some stuff and it's kind of like a continuation on it. I didn't want to do like cry baby two or, you know, another kind of solo EP. I wanted to, like I said, with the whole different influences coming into it, I wanted to sort of bridge the gap between all of that stuff and just make something new, but that still felt kind of similar, but, but kind of fresh at the same time. So, um, I'm really proud of them. I think it's the most fun I've had writing because I didn't have a deadline or I didn't have like thought of, oh, I have to have this out, you know, by this month or by that month. It was very, it's been very freeing. Um, so yeah, very excited. You'll, you'll, I'm sure you'll be the first to hear it. I mean, I'm going to send it to you guys like in 10 seconds anyway. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. Cool, man. I think, I think we cover all the bases. Yeah. Lovely time as always. Amazing, dude. Such a pleasure. Absolutely. Yeah. Nice seeing your face again, man. And uh, I'm glad you feel, well, I hope you feel completely better soon. But I'm glad you're not, uh, glad you're not feeling as worse. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I'm operational like this weekend. Like it's all day to day. Yeah. Um, and you'll get there. And uh, I'll see you in Toronto, I guess, when, when, you're, when you're 100%. There's a really good... Um, there's the Winnipeg Blues Festival that I really want to play. I was going to ask my manager to like try and get us on that. He was like, "Do you know how many people in Winnipeg?" I was like, "No, just Mike, just Mike and my <laughs> probably about 
<laughs> Wait, how do you how how do you, how big do you think Canada? Like, where do you think Winnipeg is? Winnipeg's like, is that kind of like right in the middle? Toronto is like over there. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, a it's a flight. It's a flight. It's it's like when people talk about the UK and they're like, oh, Oxford's like in London, right? And now I've just gotten to the point where I'm like, yeah, 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 N- near enough because it's only like a thirty minute drive. But in the case, I always forget in Canada, it's like, oh, I'm only up the road. But you guys, by that, you mean like a three hour flight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. But um, yeah, I should, I should be able to come out like later in the year. I really want to go back to LA. I think when we spoke last, we were talking about, um, it's interesting because Chloe's family, um, they're from California. So that's yet another reason to go over there and see them. So yeah, man. If I can detour via via Toronto, uh, well, we can hang out. Yeah, I've been. I still haven't been to LA either. I'm like so close. Like Vancouver is maybe like two hours flight away. Like I'm 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 just a hair shy. Yeah, for me, yeah. like before leaving Toronto eight months ago, it was it was either LA. Like I asked myself, LA or Vancouver. Yeah, yeah. LA is way too expensive. So I was like, well. Insane. It's one of the most unlivable, not unlivable for like any other reason than just the expense, but it's so expensive. Um, you could get like people in London even laugh at how much like a one bedroom apartment in Hollywood would be. It's like three months wages is like like one month's rent. So yeah, I, I see what I know what you mean. I think, uh, if I could go out and do like a long-term Airbnb, get get one for like two months and just record that would be really cool i think that's what me and chloe want to do go and just get a house write some music you know paint and go to the beach and just just create stuff that'd be pretty cool but yeah man you'll get out there yeah that's (laughs) yeah yeah dude la dream la dream man we're doing it baby Mate, it's so it's so so good to see you thank you for for bearing with me doing this of course of course we've been through sickness and health both of us yeah. it really passed like nearly two years i'm so proud of us <laughs> <laughs> all right I'll message you in a second yeah. Yeah. bye